Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to Kawaii Cast. Welcome back. So, speaking of being welcome back, uh, we just got back from Anime Los Angeles. Yes, we did. Uh, the post-con depression hasn't quite hit us yet. Um, so, so <laughs> we figured we would get this recorded before, before that hits. Yeah, uh, it's probably going to hit me really hard. Honestly, I I imagine you're just going to be like, like tomorrow I'm going to be at work and you're just going to be like sending me texts like Tyler, I'm crying. I'm legit going to live on Discord all day tomorrow, (laughs) just trying to keep some of this happiness contained for as long as possible. Uh, There was a shit ton of anime news that happened while we were at ALA. Uh, one in particular being, like, the ridiculous number of Token Rambu announcements. Yeah, there were, what, like, seven? There was at least seven. Uh, all of them dropped the morning of the Token Rambu meetup, which was incredible. So, of course, at the Token Rambu meetup, everyone's everybody like, had have, you have, have, have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? Did you hear about this announcement? Like, everybody came up in the, to me and they were just like, did you hear about the new announcement for Token Rambu? My bitch, and, which and one? And just like... Which one? Yeah, literally. That was the question I kept asking. Like, which one? You gotta be specific. And they're just like, all of them. Like, legit. It was so overwhelming, but the timing on it could not have been better. Uh, We won't go into too much detail about all of those announcements, because there's just too much to talk about with that. And this episode's already going to be really long. The other big uh, piece of news that dropped while we were there is the subject of this episode, and that was the official nominations for the Crunchyroll Awards, which dropped Friday, the same day that our last episode came out. Yes, and voting is now open. Yes, so it's been open for a week now. And, and you, you can vote every day, mm-hmm. so go to crunchyroll.com. There should be a link. You'll, it's easy to find, I promise. Yeah, uh, I believe the official site is... Yeah, it's just on crunchyroll.com. It pro. I just googled Crunchyroll Awards, and it's the first thing that pops up. So. Yeah, I I just googled Crunchyroll, and it took me to Crunchyroll.com, and like I said, there's literally a link right there that... Yeah. Easy. So if there's multiple nominees in a category that you want to win, and you're struggling to pick which one you think deserves it more, you can change your vote each day, and your previous vote still sticks... So you could either split it up 50-50 or 33, 33, 33, or you, if you think one deserves it a little bit more, you could vote for that one more often than the other one, but uh, just know that you can vote every single day, so take advantage of that, because the uh, people who are really rabid fans like us will be taking advantage of that. And some people will be spamming the same answer every single time. It's true. So make sure that your vote gets in because your vote is going to count. And we're sorry that we're a week behind on telling you guys this information because we found out not that long ago. While while we were gone and unable to... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully once we get the Twitter... I'm going to get the Twitter started this week. Uh, That will make announcements like that easier. So... uh, Check to see if the Kawaii Cast Twitter exists by the time this episode goes live. If not, it should be up within the week. So, and we will post a link to that in the description of next week's episode. So. Yes. Yeah. If uh, not, follow the Instagram for now. Uh, Tyler will try to be good about giving you guys those announcements. And even when that account becomes more of his personal thing, he'll still be talking about this podcast 
quite frequently on that account. Yes. So it doesn't hurt to follow it anyway. Uh, with that, let's go ahead and get into the nominees. We are going to go in order of uh, just the categories the they have listed. listed. So Because we're so literally be- going to be voting as we talk about it. Yes. So before we start things off, um, I want to make a little note here. Mm-hmm. Last year, when we were going through these awards, we were like, oh, well, it doesn't seem like uh, My Hero had a lot of everything nominated. And then when the awards happened, like, My Hero won the most awards. The most awards. Yeah. So, um, I've already looked through all of these, and, like, I want to say it looks like Demon Slayer hasn't been, award, like, nominated for everything. It got nominated for a lot. But it did get nominated for a lot. I don't and, think and my... Let's, I let we can hope it doesn't turn out to be the Demon Slayer Awards. Yeah, uh, as much as I love Demon Slayer, let's not have the Demon Slayer Awards. Yes. Please. Uh, I don't think My Hero Aka got a single nomination. I think you got one. Okay. So but I can't remember which one it is. So I think we could confidently say it's not going to be the My Hero Aqua. Yeah, we're not going to have three My Hero Award years yeah, so, in a row. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get started, and we'll talk more about what who we're voting for as we go along. So, uh, to begin with, they already started us off with the big one, so hopefully you guys don't leave this podcast after we talk about this one, because it's going to get more intense. There's, there's there's more than just anime of the year, guys. Yeah, Come so on. So we're starting with <laughs> anime of the year, and I mentioned this in the last few episodes, I genuinely don't feel like there is an anime of the year this year. I just don't. There's, there's a lot of good ones, mm-hmm. but kind of like what you said, there's there hasn't been... Like one in particular, particular particular that has been like so outstanding that it's it's stood above the rest. Yeah. So let's list off these nominees. Uh, if you guys want to follow along, go to their website now and just follow along with us. So starting off, we'll go back and forth like we usually do. Uh, the first nominee is Carol and Tuesday. Yes, I love Carol and Tuesday. Oh my God, who's calling me? Oh my God, decline. Sorry about that, you guys. I'm putting that on silent right now. I am so sorry. Okay, so Carol and Tuesday. First nomination. Carol and Tuesday. Such a good show. Absolutely. And I mentioned this before that this is probably my anime of the year. Whether I think it's going to be the one that wins, I can see a lot of things against it. So I'm not... I'm not counting my chickens just yet. Yeah. But I, I personally love Carol and Tuesday. We saw a fantastic cosplay group of them at ALA. They were great. If you guys are listening, you guys were amazing. So uh, I'll let you list off the next one. Uh, the next one is, of course, Demon Slayer. Kimetsu yes. no Yaiba uh, from UFO Table. To me, this is the one that even though we just said we're not going to have the Demon Slayer Awards... I think if there was any anime that came out last year that really stands out, it is Demon Slayer. And it kind of sucks because I felt the exact same way about Yuri on Ice when it won. And everybody started to hate Yuri on Ice because of that. But honestly, like, even though there were better anime than Yuri on Ice that year, that was the anime that had the biggest impact. And Demon Slayer is kind of the same way this year. 
So, well... Yeah, but Demon Slayer is... I don't know how Yuri on Ice went, because mm-hmm. I wasn't following it when it was coming around. Mm-hmm. But Demon Slayer had... It was it was kind of a sleeper. Like, it didn't really gain popularity until, what was it, episode 18 or something? Yeah. Uh, Yuri on Ice was very similar. Like, there was the Fujoshis following it. And there was a few sports anime fans following it. But for the most part, it was still kind of like, oh, this is just nerdy anime girls watching this. And then... The one episode came out, I believe it was episode 8 or 7. It was somewhere in the middle there. And it broke Twitter. And then suddenly, like, professional figure skaters were talking about it. And, like, real athletes. And, like, it became a much larger community even outside of the anime fans. Like, even people that don't watch anime were like, go watch this series. And so I feel like Demon Slayer and Yuri on Ice both had a very similar effect. And honestly, that's why I think that it is the most likely to win. But it's also the most likely to be loathed for winning. Yeah. So moving on to the next one. who's If if Demon Slayer wins, this poor anime will have suffered two Yuri on Ice situations. And that is Mob Psycho 100, who lost to Yuri on Ice and could very well lose to Demon Slayer. Yeah. Which is a shame because Mob Psycho 100 is fantastic. And season two was better than season one. So Mob Psycho was fantastic. And I just got to say, I've said it before and I've said it again. the, The fucking... Uh, Body Improvement Club. They are the best boys. Absolutely. (laughs) They are best boy squad. (laughs) Absolutely. I need more of the Body Improvement Club in my life. Uh, Go ahead with the next one. Uh, The next one. I'm actually surprised this one is on here. It's uh, Mm -hmm. Oh Maidens in Your Savage Season. Yeah, this one gained a lot of popularity for being basically one of the most honest anime ever. And I think this was the first major, like, high dive exclusive series to be up for anime of the year. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't seen it, it's it's basically uh, that gif of, like, there's a cartoon, I think it was Big Mouth, where it's like, girls get horny too, mm-hmm. and then their brain explodes. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's basically that. It's a story yeah. showing that, like, hey, girls have sexual desires as well it's a slice of life it's it's funny i'm worried that uh oh maidens in your savage garden is going to be this year's rakugo yeah um considering it was basically a high dive exclusive i i don't see it winning Mm -hmm. but it is it was good i i did enjoy it yeah absolutely uh, the next one is actually one that could surprise us and take the win here because this one was ridiculously popular year-round, and that is The Promised Neverland. Yeah. Uh, which I think might have been an absolutely flawless first season. So it's absolutely possible that this one could take it. I mean, either way, we could end up with a Shonen Jump winner here, which would be interesting. This is, we have two Shonen Jump titles nominated. <laughs> right? But, yeah, I I genuinely think The Promised Neverland was the perfect first season of a series. 
It would yeah. also and its second season has been announced. That's coming uh, spring. Isn't I believe it? so. Yeah, actually, I don't know if they've announced the date, but second season is going to be amazing, you guys. So, as as someone who's a filthy manga reader, <laughs> <laughs> and then the last and then one... the last one is Vinland Saga. This in is going to this is going to be another niche one, but this absolutely could be a come from behind victory as well. Because this series is, like, flawless, but it's such a niche fan base. Yeah, Like, this really uh, Um, appeals to the Berserker fans, and not everybody is interested in Berserker-type fan base. Yeah, Uh, and this one is also an Amazon exclusive. Which, Made in Abyss won. Made in Abyss did win, and then... uh, We've had a Crunchyroll winner, an Amazon winner, and a, a Crunchyroll winner. Netflix or a Netflix winner. winner. Yeah, so it it would be neat if Oh Maidens in Your Savage Garden or Season Savage 1. Savage Season 1, just so it could so like be a high dive exclusive. control the board. I mean, I know Maiden Abyss is also on high dive, but at the time when it came out, it was an Amazon exclusive. Yes. So, but yeah, so uh, as far as which one I'm going to vote for, I know I voted Carolyn Tuesday... For my first vote, I've only voted once since this list has I've, been up. I've also only voted once because, like I said, we've we've been busy at an mm-hmm. anime con. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to vote The Promised Neverland today. I don't know if I will keep up my Carolyn Tuesday vote or if I'm going to switch, but I I genuinely kind of want to see uh, this, The Promised Neverland win. This is a good round. There's there's a lot here that... A lot of good series. Uh, I'm going to vote Vinland Saga. Mm-hmm. Because, why not? <laughs> yeah. I do also like that it makes you confirm your vote as well. Yes. it confer- You confirm it, and then it goes on to the next yes. category. So, moving on to the next category. Uh, I'll let you... No, uh, you did the last one. Next also. category is uh, Best Protagonist. Best Protagonist. This one was kind of a tough category for me. So our first nominee is Emma from The Promised Neverland, mm-hmm. and I mentioned that she's really the first major female Shonen Jump protagonist, and she is who I voted for in my first round, because I think she deserves it. Yeah, she does. And I remember, uh, I think she was your nominee choice when we did our nominee predictions. I but, think so. Yeah. So Emma, 100% best ginger Gotta stick up for my girl. Rep- represent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next is Hyakimaru from Dororo. Yes, I was super happy to see Hyakimaru get some love on this list. Because, Same. Ugh, I love Dororo so much. And there was, there was a lot of good Dororo stuff at ALA. Like, I was actually really surprised how much Dororo... There wasn't a single Toho Maru charm or anything, though. No. I would have absolutely bought something if it had Toho Maru on it. Uh, whoa, sorry, kitty. <laughs> Nicola had something to say about that as well. He, he agrees there he should did. be more Toho Maru. That's right. Yeah. He says meow. Meow. Uh, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, no, Yakimaru definitely a good choice for this. Oh, absolutely. I kind of hope he wins. Same. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just saying it now. Honestly, he's who I'm voting for in this round. I think my I, first I think time I voting, I might have gone for one later on. Yeah. Uh, our next one is honestly the one that I kind of hope doesn't win because I don't think he really earned it this year, and that is Saitama from One Punch Man Season 2. 
Uh, my issue with Saitama winning this year is that season two didn't feature Saitama that often. Yeah, this... he was almost more of a side character than an actual... Yeah, he took on a more supporting role. And while I could have seen him winning Best Protagonist in Season 1, I just think Season 2 was not very strong. Uh, no pun intended there. Uh, I think that if he does win this round, it's going to be riding purely on the hype from Season 1. Yeah. So. And then we have, uh, I believe this is who I voted for my first time voting, is Senku from Dr. Stone. Senku from Dr. Stone, yeah. It's cool to see a smart person here. I think if all these protagonists were to get into a fight with each other, he would definitely be the one who would lose. But I think the only other person on here that could possibly challenge him in a battle of wits is Emma. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we have a lot of smart people. Right. Also, Senku is just great, honestly. He he is, um... He's a great character. It like it shows that you don't have to be uh the best. You know, like you don't have to be striving to be the best to be a uh shonen jump protagonist. Yeah. Uh speaking of a shonen jump protagonist not striving to be the best, but just trying to do their best, uh Tanjiro Kamado uh coming in for the next category. Uh Honestly, what else can we say about Tanjiro other than, of course, he's here? Uh, Tanjiro has become the Deku of this year, unfortunately. Yeah. And again, I love Tanjiro, but... I love Tanjiro. I almost feel like I can't vote for him purely based off, I just don't want people to hate him. And I really hope that he doesn't make a nomination list next year for Best Protagonist or Best Boy, because... Please don't turn Tanjiro into the next Deku. Please, please, like, yeah, like I'm, I'm sorry. That was awful that they just kept nominating Deku until he won. Yeah. So I, I think if Tanjiro wins this year, congratulations. Not surprising, but probably well deserved. Please don't hate him for winning, but I, I'm definitely voting away from him just because I think they're. He, personally, I don't think he's the strongest one on this list. He's just the most expected one on this list. Yeah. So, also I take back what I said about uh, Senku losing a fight against everybody else because I think that would be our next nomination. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Toru Honda from Fruits Basket. Yes. Uh, it's incredible to see a slice of life character get nominated for Best Protagonist. Yeah, when does that ever happen? That never happens. So I do hope Toru isn't the ugly duckling in this category because... Genuinely, I think Saitama kind of deserves the least number of votes here. Uh, I might vote Toru a couple times in the next few weeks just to boost up her numbers because she deserves it. Right. So, Plus, uh, I love Toru. Yeah. I think we're both voting the same way today, though. Uh, I'm going Kyakimaru. That's right. Me too. Because, uh, God, Kyakimaru is so great. I kind of wish Dororo would have been an option for anime of the year, honestly. Yeah. So. I'm a little surprised it wasn't me too honestly because it was it was really good it It, was it had a lot of hype it was fantastic and it was a good example of how to remake an anime similar to how devil man crybaby was last year so uh dororo kind of feels like the banana fish of this year in my opinion yeah uh 
Locked next, in. Next category. Nominees for best antagonist. Antagonist. Of course, there's protagonist, so we have to have antagonist, right? Yes. So, uh immediately with a character from a series we didn't watch but i kind of regret not watching it because it got a lot of nominations uh i magase from babylon yeah um i can't say anything about her i can't tell we didn't watch we it. didn't watch it yeah so we're sorry for the babylon fans out there that we uh we've, we've on disappointed one. yes <laughs> uh and then okay, i hate this one being a nomination nominee for best antagonist because i felt like she wasn't i guess she does fit into the antagonist role but it feels more like she was a rival as opposed to an antagonist yeah exactly i think if you think of the term antagonist as somebody who pushes the hero to be the hero she fits in this category but i wanted her to be in best girl category yeah and that would be angela from caroline tuesday i love angela She's great. She's a good character. And I guess, like I said, it really depends on your definition of an antagonist. She is the character that drives Carol and Tuesday to do better and to push themselves. But it it feels like she never really was a roadblock for them because she was already so far ahead of them. Yeah. So it just... I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Angela. I love her so much, though. She was my favorite character in the series. But I'd, I'd never thought of her as an antagonist. Yeah. Um, like I said, I just... She doesn't feel like an antagonist to me. Yeah. Uh, one I'm probably going to continue to vote for because I think this nominee deserves to win this more than anybody else in this category. Uh, Askeladd from Vinland Saga. Yeah. Um, we absolutely put him down on our nominee list. I, I know I did. And yeah. he was definitely a good nominee. Mm-hmm. And... I feel he has a a strong contending for this. Yeah. Because God, is he a good antagonist. He's such a good antagonist. He kind of fits in the similar position as Angelo, where he never really, like, he's kind of part of the hero's journey. But at the same time, he's definitely an antagonist. There's just something about him that feels more antagonist. Like, he's intentionally building these roadblocks specifically to target the hero and he also killed his dad spoiler alert (laughs) i mean that's like the first three episodes so it's not that much of a spoiler (laughs) it was like part of the premiere yeah so yeah like Askeladd is probably like i said i'm i don't know if i'm gonna vote against him with maybe one other possible contender i know there's like one other person out of the next three that i might throw throw a couple votes at yeah but Askeladd has my vote for this round. Yeah. Now, if you want to tell us the next one. Oh, was it my turn? I forgot. Yes. Uh, Garo from One Punch Man Season 2. Uh, Garo deserves to win this category more than Saitama deserves to win Best Hero. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can I, agree. I don't think he's the best in this category, but I would be less upset about him winning Best Antagonist than Saitama winning Best Hero. Yeah. So... Uh, that's all I really have to say about him. And then the and then, next th- one who might be a top contender here, uh, th- actually, she's who I voted for last time, not Askeladd. I think I might have voted for her last time as well. Yeah, uh, it's probably gonna turn out to be like a 50-50 or like a 70-30 on these two characters, and that's Isabella from The Promised Neverland. Mm-hmm. 
And that's just because Isabella is everything that I look for in a good villain. And the idea that the mother trope is played up to villainy, it's not the first time that that's ever been done, but I feel like they did it so perfectly. They, they almost did it a little too well. Yeah, it was genuinely terrifying to find out that she was the antagonist of the series. Uh, she continued to be the biggest threat and honestly, I think if it came down to a fight between her and Askeladd, uh, she might win. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> you do not fuck with Isabella. Uh, I think the only antagonist that was scarier than her in The Promised Neverland was uh, Grandmother, whose name we never found out. Yeah. And we saw so little of her, she just left a good impression. But God, Isabella is just fantastic, and her theme is so hypnotic and... She also does this incredible thing that makes a good villain, in my opinion, and that's you kind of understand why she did it. And that's something that you don't really get from Askeladd. Yeah. So I, it definitely comes down to one of the two of them, in my opinion. Uh, but one I didn't consider being a great villain until we just watched the latest episode today. Yeah, which is now I, not part of the... 2019. Season, the 2019 overhaul overhaul yeah and i think overhaul really hit his stride in 2020 so it kind of feels like cheating if he takes it but i think he's the one my hero aka nominee on this or in this entire series so i mean it, it definitely will feel like cheating if overhaul won because it's like it really is only he... manga fans or the people who Watch the new My Hero Aka the day that they announced these nominations, and... He definitely didn't shine until this latest episode. Yeah, so I won't be too surprised if he gets a lot of votes, but I I think it's cheating. Yeah. I, I absolutely I can, think it's cheating. I can 100% agree. Yeah, so I think uh, between Isabella and Askeladd... I'm gonna lock in Askeladd. But it's it's definitely going to be like a 50-50 between the two of them. Yeah. So. And who knows, maybe... Uh... Isabella made our top five best villains list for both of us, too. So that's, yeah. that's another big thing. <laughs> like, both of these characters are playing up to the We Like Villains card if they're good villains. So. Yeah. But, uh, hey, who knows? Maybe I, Magase, will, from Babylon will... Maybe. We'll sneak ahead on that one. Maybe, yeah. Last year's... I think the best villain of last year was from uh, Gridman, which we didn't watch, so... I think I can't yeah. remember if that's who won or not, but... I don't remember. So, moving on to my personal favorite category, except for last year, because this category sucked last year. <laughs> it really did. Best boy. And, oh boy, do we have some good boys this year. I am really happy with not only the variety of boys that we got, uh, you got anywhere from just best support boy, best husbando, best mom, uh, best comma character, uh, or best son. It, whatever your type of best boy is, this category has everything for you, and it is to me, why male anime characters are always a little bit more special to me than female anime characters, because I think you can love boys for different reasons. And 
starting off with who I voted for already, uh, Bruno Bucciariti from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Golden Wind. I was so surprised to see Bucciariti get this nomination. And I think I almost started crying when I saw his name pop up. Uh, if you have never seen JoJo's, just know that Bucciariti is everything you could want in a mom. And more, Bucciariti is so special and so wonderful. And I know it's really only the JoJo fans who care, but if you are a JoJo's fan and you're not overwhelmed with joy about this nomination, you're wrong, because Bucciariti is the best. So, I don't watch JoJo's, but I can honestly say I'm a little surprised to see JoJo's in there, because... When I think best boy, I don't necessarily think of JoJo's. Yeah, and that's what made but, part but five so special. But that's from an outsider's view as well, so... Yeah, part five was very special because all of the main boys and even some of the side characters absolutely could have easily taken a best boy list, but out of all of the fantastic boys in part five, Bucciarati shines as the best of them because he's the one that brings all of these good characters together. Uh, never before would I have chosen a JoJo's character to be in a best boy category. Part five is just that important, in my opinion. So, And I don't think we'll ever get another best boy from JoJo's from this point on, honestly. All right, that's fair. Yeah. So. Uh, has part six been announced for the anime yes. adaptation? Part six is all about the girls, though, so I'm really hoping we'll see a best girl come out of... Part six for next year. Okay. Actually, I don't know if it's airing next year, but yeah, either way. We don't know. If part five is boy squad, part six is girl squad. So. Teen girl squad. Teen girl squad. <laughs> Prison edition. Oh, shit. What? <laughs> yeah, this was boy squad gangster edition, and this is teen girl squad prison edition. Man. It's like Orange is the New Black, but JoJo's. Uh... Well, it, it takes its title of bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, JoJo's is weird. Bucciaretti is best mom. Please, it, please vote for him. Please, you guys. Is is, is Bucciaretti? Because it seems like a lot of the characters in Part Five were named after like foods. Yes. Is Bucciaretti a food? I don't think so. I think uh, Bucciaretti is. I think it might be a fashion line. I'm not sure. There was a lot of food characters in part five though they were part five was a love letter to italian culture undoubtedly okay so uh let's move on to our next best boy nomination uh this one is they were also in the best protagonist list mm -hmm. is hyakimaru from dororo yeah we got two best boys in the best hero list as well uh Hyakimaru, I love you to bits, and you are amazing, and you're like a son to me, but Tohomaru was best boy of Dororo, <laughs> so you were kind of a dick. I'm sorry. Don't say that about my child. He's, I, he is a son to me. I but love Hyakimaru. I love Hyakimaru. He is my son, but Tohomaru is my favorite son, so... <laughs> okay, but playing favorites is exactly what caused... <laughs> The entire incident in Dororo. That's fair. That's fair. But uh, Tohomaru's the baby. 
don't play favorites. <laughs> I'm going to play favorites. <laughs> you can't stop me. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> All right. With that said, let's kind of move on to our next nominee. Another one that we did not watch, and that is Kanata Hoshijima from, from Astro Lost, Lost in Space. Space. We did not watch this, no, so we, we didn't. Can't talk about this. I've heard good I things about it. Though. Honestly, don't even know what platform it was on. Was it on Funimation? I have no idea. This one absolutely slipped under our radar. It flew under all of us. I've heard of the series once, and it got a lot of really good praise. That's all I know about it. Yeah, so. I had heard of it, but, like, I don't know. I normally try to at least watch the first episode of everything, the yeah. new season, but this one just slipped right by me. It absolutely did. Uh, I'll let you go on to the next one. Uh, let's let's see if I can even pronounce his name. Uh, Naruzo Machio. Naruzo Machio. From, from How Heavier the Dumbbells You Lift. Uh, this character fits into this category the same way as last year's Best Boy winner. No, last year's Best Boy was Deku. The but person who should have won Best Boy last year, which was the guy from Zombieland Saga. Yeah. Uh, Naruzo is this year's version of that. I love Machio. And I, I think if uh, Machio does win, I think that will mostly be coming from the male vote in this, honestly. That's that's fair, because uh, as it is now, I think I'm splitting my votes between Hyakimaru and him. Which so... You, yeah. Uh, which is fair that you're actually voting for best boy this year because normally you skip this category so i do like the fact that this category was broken up into again different types of love and respect for boys because it it appeals to a much larger audience than in past years yeah so uh machio is also great if you're a girl though because i love machio i don't want him to win i don't think he's the best boy on this list no i i can honestly say i don't think he is either mm-hmm but I'm going to vote for him at least a couple times because, like, I love him. Yeah. And and he needs a little bit of representation. So the next vote or nominee is who I would 100% say was best boy of the year had Bucciarati not stepped in to be like, are you sure about that? <laughs> and this is <laughs> my son, my favorite son. You will never change my mind. He is ultimately the best boy who has ever existed, and he must be protected at all costs. And that is Mob Shigeo Kageyama from Mob Psycho 100. Mob is best boy. How does he get the nickname Mob from Shigeo Kageyama? Uh, I think it's a kanji thing. Okay. Yeah, there's... I mean, there's there's a lot of weird things. I mean, Jirono Giovanna doesn't make sense either for... <laughs> for Jojo? Uh, his Japanese name is a completely different name, which I can't even remember. And when he moved to Italy, he changed it to Jirono Giovanna because of how it's spelled. And it makes zero sense. All uh, right. Yeah, so Mob. Mob's best boy. Mob's for, a good boy. Mob is forever best boy. Uh... I have best mom and best son on this list, so I mean, this is a rough year for me, guys. Uh, I really do hope Mob wins, honestly. I I would not 
feel bad if Mob won. Mob should win. He Mob is definitely a good boy. I don't even need to explain to you guys why Mob's the best boy. Because if you've seen Mob Psycho 100, you're just like, this is a boy that needs to be protected. Just episode one, season two, immediately you're just like, this this boy needs to be protected. Yes. So. Uh, and then the last nomination. Actually, now that I think about it, mm-hmm. um, something that's different with these awards is there's been six nominations for each category yes whereas like in years past it's been four i think they did five one year as well yeah and then the first two years they also had a write-in answer yeah but so six nominations that's that's kind of neat i think last year was five because i remember uh we were switching back and forth last year like we're doing now and uh it, it was an odd number i know that for sure because every time we switched who went first so yeah uh, and the last one is, of course, Tanjiro Kamado. Yes. I think uh, if you vote for Tanjiro in this category, you should not vote for him best pro- protagonist and vice versa. Uh, I, I can agree with that. I think the same thing for Hyakimaru, Gon- to be fair. Gonpachiro. You can't uh, even name him wrong, correctly. No, I can't. I'm terrible <laughs> at this. Uh, should not be winning both of them yes i think he can win one or the other which i would be absolutely fine if he won one or the other i'd, I'd be okay with that i don't think he should win both because again we're making him into the next deku and just please don't make him into the next deku i would have actually preferred if the best boy category had gone to inosuke in this case because inosuke was just an absolutely fantastic boy for a lot of reasons, and became a lot of people's favorite boy by the end of the first season. And it would have split that up. So if we did get two Demon Slayer winners here, it would have at it least made been more sense. It would have better if it was two different characters. Exactly. So I I really wish they would have given this nomination to Inosuke. Although, in a vacuum, Tanjiro is a wonderful boy. He absolutely is. He would have won best boy... In any other situation. And I feel bad that the only thing holding me back from praising him more is the fact that he's too good. But I, I feel bad that the only thing holding me back from, from voting for him is the fact that I don't want it to turn out to be the Demon Slayer. Exactly. Awards. Like, the fact that Demon Slayer is too good is really the only thing that is holding us back here. And it sucks... But if it, if it came down to a fight between him and Mob, I, th- I think Mob would inch him out just a little bit because they're both good boys, you guys. I won't be... Uh, Tanjiro, I won't be mad at you if you win. But guys, please just be a little bit considerate of your votes. Please don't turn this into the Demon Slayer Awards. We can all love Tanjiro and still vote for somebody else. Yeah. So, uh, I you guys already know who I'm locking in. For this vote, I voted best mom last time, voting best son this time. Uh, I think I voted Hyakimaru last time. I'm going to vote for Machio this time. Yeah, so good luck, uh, best son or best mom. Yes. So moving on to best girl. Uh, I'm not too upset with this first nomination. I already told you guys who I think it should have gone to, but... Uh, I'm pretty happy with this either way. And that is Carol from Carol and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I think if you had to choose between Carol or Tuesday, I personally like Carol a bit more. I like she's more down to earth. She's a unique for a best girl because she wasn't fan service appeal. She wasn't 
Oh my god, so cute. She wasn't waifu material. She was just genuinely she, a great girl. She felt the most real. Absolutely. Out of all of the characters on this best girl list, she feels the most real. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess that shouldn't really be saying something because it's most, anime? most of the girls on this list are like... Uh, fantasy or you know various different other genres Mm -hmm. whereas she's a slice of life but i don't know that's what i like she seems the most relatable i guess absolutely uh it's also nice to see a best girl list that has somebody who's not waifu material because again similar to how in the best boy uh they're appealing more to a audience as a whole and giving some guys the chance to vote for best boy or actually straight guys uh by not just flooding it with husbandos but by putting like somebody like carol in it one there's definitely straight guys out there who love carol enough that they'd be like i totally date her but there's also girls that are just like man she's real i want to be her so yeah i do like that variety i like the fact that it's not just moe cute bullshit Mm mm-hmm so, uh, speaking of Moe cute bullshit, <laughs> <laughs> this is another one who I felt like she was not the best girl of her show. She wasn't like she made a huge splash, but like she didn't. She got a lot of flavor, but she doesn't stick. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and is... that is Chika Fujiwara from yes. Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Chika is ridiculously adorable and should definitely be protected at all costs, but Kaguya was best girl of Kaguya-sama. Yeah. Easily. Also, Kaguya's maid was fantastic too, but I didn't think she was best girl material. Kaguya's best girl of Kaguya-sama. Yeah. Easily. Uh, but Chika, again... Really good choice, I, a bit generic. I, yeah, I I don't blame people for voting for Chica. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, overall I'd choose Kaguya over. Yeah. It's, it's... I mean, I would personally choose Kaguya's maid because <laughs> she was my favorite. Yeah. But, yeah. But you, you've got mass appeal versus quality. Uh, Chica's mass appeal, Kaguya's quality. Yes. So... Again, not a bad choice for this nomination list, just not the best girl of her own franchise. Uh, moving on to, again, we're seeing the best protagonists resurface in this list, and that is Emma from The Promised Neverland. And I'm not too upset about this because it's nice to see a smart girl who can kick ass, and I know a lot of girls that wish they were Emma. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't think she's waifu material unless your name is... God, I hope she's not yeah. waifu material Unless your you. name is Ray or Norman, because they both seem to be into her. But it's definitely turning into a Hunger Games kind of thing, where it's like, oh, she has two possible love interests. I mean, I was also going to say because she's like 10. Yeah, she's like 10. <laughs> They're the same age as her. It's fine. But yeah. Uh, for for them, yes. Yes. for But Emma... Uh, absolutely deserves to be on this list. I think she's going to be better if she surfaces on the list in the future. She's the one character I'm not going to call Deku Syndrome. If she gets nominated for Best Girl next year, she will absolutely have deserved it because her character development skyrockets in the next season, you guys. So, I won't mind if she wins here, but 
she's she gets better. So, so. um. I will say she was also in best protagonist category. Again, so, same rule. Do so not. So same rule. Uh, like, this is just our personal thing. Just be smart about your votes. Yeah. <laughs> is she best girl or is she best protagonist? Please don't make her both. Yes, exactly. Like I said, I'm I'm just trying to make sure. I don't want one series to sweep. Exactly. Uh, next up is Kohaku from Ko- Doctor Stone. I'm happy Kohaku made this list. Honestly. Yeah, me too. Like... I didn't expect her to make this list. I didn't either, but there she has a very, very uh, dedicated fan following. And she's awesome. She's a badass. Uh, to me, like, I complained about, like, I don't like female characters who are strong for the sake of being strong. Kohaku is one of those exceptions for me, because while she is strong for the sake of being strong... Her backstory really explains why she's so strong. And she's also balanced out by the fact that she's very, very down to earth. She doesn't come across as waifu bait. Her role in life isn't to find a male character and fall in love with them. Her role in life is to just be strong. And to be a badass. And even in a scene where she tells a character that she'd be willing to marry him... It feels more like a, I have your back, as opposed to, when will you notice me? And that's why I love Kohaku. So. Mm-hmm. Plus, she's fun. She's fun! God, I love Kohaku. So, I'm glad she's on this list. Yeah. Uh, and, and next is, of course, Nezuko. Nezuko! Kamado. I did vote Nezuko in my first run. Uh, well, and, I... and that is absolutely fair because Nezuko is amazing. I love her so much. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if she wins just because Nezuko not only has an army supporting her here, uh, but a very, very dedicated army. And if Demon Slayer only won one award this entire show, I'd hope it's best girl. I I can agree with that. Uh, again, I think Demon Slayer deserves a lot of this stuff, but... I think Demon Slayer deserves a lot of praise. Mm-hmm. We just don't want it to sweep. We just don't want it to we sweep. We just don't want it to <laughs> That's sweep. That's the thing. <laughs> and it's such a hard thing to talk about because we we start like we're yeah yeah it deserves it but uh, we we it deserves it but we can't endorse it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I just don't want people to hate Demon Slayer. I think it's my big thing. Uh, yeah, Nezuko Army rise up. I I. Don't even care if Demon Slayer sweeps. I think Nezuko is the best girl on this list. It's the first time I've liked a little sister character, too. So Yeah. Because she doesn't feel like a little sister character. She she doesn't. I mean, there, yeah. there's times where she does feel like the little sister. But then there's also times when she feels like the protective big sister. Yeah. And again, her character does develop a lot better in future seasons. But I honestly think that she peaked immediately in this series. So if she does win, as great as she gets later, please don't nominate her again. If she loses, as great as she is later, please don't nominate her again. Yeah. This is your one shot, Nezco fans. Please don't nominate her again. In other words, yeah, Nezuko. If she can't win you over this year, then she doesn't deserve to win you over next year. And moving on to our final nomination. This one's you. Oh, this one is me? Yeah. I thought I said Nezuko. 
You probably did, but I, I started this list and there's six. So All right, well, whatever. Last one is Ralph Talia. Ralph Talia uh, from who, Rising of the Shield Hero. Who doesn't love... Okay, and... <laughs> Don't who, finish that sentence because you know I'm going to be mean. Who was a fan of the Rising of the Shield Hero... <laughs> That doesn't love Rolf Talia. I won't be mad if Rolf Talia wins, honestly. Uh, she was my example of, I don't like strong female characters for the sake of being strong female characters. I thought her in the first half of the series was fantastic, and her in the second half of the series was waifu bait. I can 100% agree with that, because like in the first half of the series, she had a lot of like really strong moments where... Mm-hmm. like slapping spear hero and be like hey i didn't fucking want this Mm -hmm. and then in the later half there was like oh my god if we hold hands we might get pregnant yeah you know exactly and 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 that's it really was it was like strong to waifu bait and i feel that's kind of what happened with asuka from asuna from sword art online exactly thank you and i hated that thank you that's exactly what i've been trying to say all year uh my biggest issue was her original backstory was i have post-traumatic stress disorder because of the horrifying thing that happened to my parents and i went to go seek the shield hero because he was the one that my parents believed in and i want to follow my parents footsteps and make them proud and then they retconned her backstory to be like Oh, yeah, my parents died. That was kind of sad, but that's all right. I've already moved on. Uh, I'm going to go off about my best friend who wants to marry the shield hero one day, but she died, so I have to marry him in her place. Yeah. They completely retconned her whole backstory to be less about her and more about shield hero. And it she went from strong female character to waifu bait. And that's that's the only reason I dislike her. Season First 12 episodes, Raftalia would have gotten my vote. Second half does not. Yeah, and I can 100% agree with your assessment, mm-hmm. because I kind of feel the same way. Yeah. As as much as I love... You're not as strongly opinionated about it as me, but you, I do have a point. As, as much as I love my raccoon girl, she was very weak in the second half. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go vote, vote for the realist girl in this list, because I think she might end up being the, the black sheep here. Again, no pun intended. Uh... <laughs> Carol from Carol on Tuesday is absolutely getting my vote today. Uh, I did vote Nezuko last time. I believe I voted Carol last time, so I am voting Nezuko this time. Yeah, so I I think a lot of these girls deserve my vote. Last year, I didn't give as much of a shit. This year, I care a lot more. So. Yeah. And it's just good. Crunchyroll, you're learning. I'm proud of you. So... Uh, moving on to nominees for Best Director, and this was a much harder list, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. last year I knew who I wanted to vote for, and this year I'm just kind of like, I don't know. So let's go ahead and start with the top, shall we? Yeah, start with the top. Uh, Tetsuro Araki from Attack on Titan Season 3, and I actually did vote for this already because I think... Attack on Titan Season 3 was highly underrated, and the last few episodes that we got this year were some of the best the show has ever been. And that's hard to do in a series that has lost all of its hype and is really only appealing to the dedicated fans at this point. And this season was also really, really hard to capture 
just how important it was. And I think Tetsuro absolutely nailed it. So that's that's why I got my vote. Okay. And then next we have Kiyotaka Suzuki from Babylon. We didn't watch Babylon. No, I'm we so didn't. sorry, Babylon <laughs> fans. I'm so sorry. I like we failed if, you. If you're a Babylon fan, I hope Babylon gets the the praise. Do you think it deserves? Mm-hmm. We didn't watch it. Yep. Uh, we have a duo nomination for the next one, which is fitting. It's uh, Shinichiro Watanabe and Motonobu Hori from Carol and Tuesday. Very fitting that it's a du- duo director ship considering the themes of the series uh these two absolutely knew how to direct even though the series had a lot of flaws uh i think if you don't vote carol on tuesday for your pick of best anime i do think you should give them a vote here for best director because the cinematography the lighting and the pacing of this series was flawless and Again, I I think this might be the banana fish of this year. So yeah, uh, you mentioned pacing on this, and mm-hmm. and like we said, I think with our Carolyn Tuesday episode, is the pacing isn't it doesn't seem like it's meant for binge watching. Absolutely, it was meant to be watched was, week to it week. It was meant to be watched week to week, and and so that's that's what gives it that that pacing that you're, you're talking. Which is about. brilliant that Netflix fucked it up. <laughs> way to go netflix yeah so i uh, i just want i want these two to get some love so definitely put them into your consideration if you're not quite sure who to vote for just know that we kind of know what we're talking about here yeah uh next is yuzuru tachikawa from mob cycle 100 i would not be two. mad about this honestly uh yuzuru tachikawa uh, I think is a genius for being able to translate the original web series of Mop Psycho 100 into such an exciting and thrilling anime. And they absolutely hit their stride with season two, where I felt like everything that didn't work in season one, the pacing, uh, the lack of like, it felt like there was just a lot of like, this series is hard to get into in season one. Season two doesn't have any of that and there's moments where you will be laughing your ass off one second and then suddenly you'll start crying and that's not easy to do there's a lot of things mob cycle 100 deserves to win and if this if mob cycle 100 swept this like season which it probably won't i i would not be upset (laughs) now that i think about it mob psycho is getting a lot of nominations. For a lot of things. Everything that I think Demon Slayer has been nominated for, with the exception of Best Girl, Mob Psycho has also been nominated for. Yeah. Actually, Best Protagonist did not have a Mob Psycho nomination. So there's two that Demon Slayer are beating it out for. But Mob Psycho kind of deserves everything it's getting nominated for. So. Yeah, Mob Psycho is good. Yeah. Uh, our next nominee is uh, Kunihiko. Ukihara, excuse me, from Sarazan Mai. Ikuhara. Ikuhara, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sarazan Mai, again, from a director's point of view, 
and a cinematography point of view and animation and turning such a weird concept into a series and also making an anime that's a musical and make it work. Uh, I'm definitely going to be voting for Sara's on my more than once in this category. Sara's on my is a very interesting anime. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody else could have done it. <laughs> yeah. Um, they did a very good job. Yeah, good job, uh, Ukihara. Iku. Iku. Don't know why I'm doing that. Anyway. I don't know why you're doing that either. Uh, and the last one is Shuhei Yabuta from Vinland Saga. Yes. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Yabuta for doing what Berserk has never been able to do, and that's making a fantastic adaptation of a Berserk-type manga. <laughs> Yes. We have never had a director pull something like that off. And you did it with Vinland Saka, so that's no small feat. Yes. Um, so, Vinland Saga is probably going to get a couple votes for me on this one. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, this this one's hard. This because, is the hardest list. Because I feel like I there's so many I want to vote for. Like, I want to vote Carol and Tuesday. I want to vote Mob. I want to vote Sars on My. Mm-hmm. And I want to vote Vinland Saga. The only one I don't know I want to vote for is Babylon. And that's because I haven't watched Babylon. <laughs> for real. Like, literally every single one of these directors made this list for a different reason. And this is the hardest, not like, vote for me. Yeah. Uh... I am going to put my money where my mouth is, though, and put Zara's on my. Uh, I don't remember what I voted the first time. I voted Attack on Titan the first time. I want to say Vinland Saga, but like I said, I want to yeah. spread it out, so I'm actually going to vote for Zara's on my as well. Zara's on I don't even know who's going to win this category, actually. I don't either. This one is a tough one. This is the most difficult category, so yeah, just... Vote with your heart, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This one is going to be the... (sighs) Nobody's going to be happy with whoever wins (laughs) No one's going to be happy. This is going to be the category everybody fights about this year. And it hurts because this is my favorite category. And that is best animation. Best animation. So we are... So you are the animation nerd in this. Mm Mm-hmm. We are starting I, off... I can only tell you if something if you like it. looks pleasing to me. Which is a good perspective to have, honestly, because it is the common man's perspective when it comes to animation. So, uh, starting off with Attack on Titan Season 3, and this one, uh, I have a little bit of debate on, because there were some scenes that the Sakuga was ridiculously on point, but I do think the first half of season three which was technically 2018 had better examples of fantastic animation than the second half of season three which was 2019 so attack on titan season three so uh, it has it has scenes that are absolute godsend sakuga don't get me wrong i don't think it's the best on this list and I think compared to the Titans, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> don't on this list. <laughs> don't not intend your puns. Intend <laughs> all the puns. Pun intended. Uh, 
compared to the other Titans on this list, I don't think Attack on Titan Season 3 is taking this one. I'm sorry, Attack I, on Titan fans. I don't think so either. Um, and and speaking of... Titans? Fan, fantastic. <laughs> this is a Goliath. Sakuga. Mm-hmm. This, this one, I think, honestly, is probably going to win because this one Because it is... already won this category earlier this year. <laughs> Because this one is the the one that it had the one episode that brought in all the hype for this series. Yeah. And honestly, I could write an entire, or I could do an entire TED Talk on why this anime deserves to win. But it's between one of two, and no matter which of those two win it, everybody's gonna be mad, so... Yes. <laughs> so, so that being said, uh, most people are going to vote for uh, the Sakuga yes. scenes. And even the non-Sakuga scenes in this are also fantastic, you guys. Don't think it's just the one episode that's carrying this series. It was great from start to finish. Yes. Uh, and that is... You guessed it, Demon Slayer. Kimitsu no Yaiba. Uh, like I said, I could do an entire TED Talk on why this anime absolutely deserves to win this category. And I did do a TED Talk in our second Kimitsu no Yaiba episode, because we did two. Um, it, it literally is between this and one other one, and you're going to tell who's going to be mad because you're going to have the people be like, but it literally was good. And then the people that are like, yeah, it was good, but it's not, it only had the one episode and the other one was good from start to finish. And, and then you'll get the other people that are like raising their glasses. Well, actually there was more anime than just demon slayer this year. So yeah, literally nobody's going to be happy. Literally nobody. This one already won best animation of the decade in the Funimation awards and everybody bitched about it. Even the people who were defending the series' animation and calling it art were still bitching about it. So literally nobody's going to be happy if Demon Slayer wins. Yeah. Nobody. Zero happiness. Zero happiness. That is the name of this goddamn show. Uh, moving on to the next one, which this one uh, managed to make fan service look very pretty for reasons other than fan service so i i want to give praise to this and this is going to be like the 30 people who voted for this are going to be like why didn't it win it was so much better it than was only amazing this was the best animation ever and that was fate grand order absolute demonic front babylonia you know there's going to be the people why did my wife who's ass camera shot not win best animation of the year do you um I know it's not a video game, but can you imagine how many pixels went into my waifu's ass? Yeah. Yeah. That's an out-of-context quote. Somebody please clip that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I am going to defend this a little bit. Mm -hmm. Fate in the past really has had fantastic animation. Oh, absolutely. So I can imagine why people would defend it as hard as they do. Almost all Fate series are animated from different studios, too. Like, the most popular one up to this point has been uh, Fate Stay Night, which was done by Ufo Table. This one is done by Cloverworks. 
Here's kind of a weird thing, though. I don't even think this was the best Fate series animated this year. Uh, there was a spin-off series for Fate. I literally can't think of the name right now, but it was, like, about one of the characters and, like, his past and how he became the character he is in the main series. Yeah. That one, I think, had better animation. Yeah. So... So, so like I said, I can defend it in the regards that it does have good animation. It does have good animation. It deserves to get nominated. Again, it doesn't matter. Nothing that we're saying matters because nobody's going to be happy. Uh, just... Let's let's just skip to the next category yeah. because salt milk. <laughs> but but yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe we should rush through this one. Yes, let's rush through this because everyone, uh, you said fate. Uh, next on the list is Mob Psycho 100, which I got my vote already. Uh, it's going to be split between that and Demon Slayer. Uh, next one, which I think this one does, deserves all the votes. Honestly, I think this is something that could compete with both of them. And that is Sarazan Mai, which was breathtaking from start to finish, and again made fan service pretty, for reasons that aren't fan service. Yes. Studio Mappa, you stole my heart. Okay, where were we? Uh, Finland Saga. Yes. Which you just said the nomination. So. Yes, <laughs> the last uh, okay. nomination for this category is no. Vinland it's Saga. it's been nominated twice now. Vin- Vinland Saga gets two two nominations. For best animation. There yeah. you have it. Also, uh, I do agree with you. We need to kind of rush through these next few because uh, we're already over an hour in and we are only halfway through. Oh my god, we are. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, best animation. Uh, Vinland Saga, again, did what I never thought would be possible and that was do a faithful adaptation of a very intense manga and they use CGI very fantastically. And I have a lot of good things to say about Villain Saga. We'll have to do a whole episode on it sometime. Uh, my vote, uh, I think Mob Psycho 100 deserves it, but I am going to lock in Saras on my this time because I voted Mob Psycho 100 last time. Uh, I will be voting Villain Saga this time, mm-hmm. although I imagine I will be spreading it out. Yes. So nobody's going to be happy. Yes. <laughs> Zero happiness. So. Uh, me- best character design is best coming up. Best character next. design. So this was. I don't like this category uh, because <laughs> I wasn't happy with any of them. First uh, vote here, or first nominee is Carolyn Tuesday, which actually used a good variety of different sized characters, different races, and different uh, types of characters, both gender and shape and body weight. And I think this was probably the most realistic use of a cast ever that I've honestly ever seen. Nobody looked the same. Nobody, everybody felt real, and it was honestly fantastic. And it was the one that I think deserved to be on here the most. Yes. Um, and then next is Dororo, uh, Satoshi Iwataki, uh, original character designed by Hiroyuki Asada. Yes. Uh, I think that the use of Dororo here was mostly through the fact that they took a very silly, cartoony '60s series and brought these characters to a more modern day take and they honestly all look fantastic everything about them was designed very well and i I do like dodoro being on this list but i i think in a vacuum it's not the best character design yeah uh next one uh dr stone from yuko iwasa uh these characters all look fantastic honestly they all look very unique. They're all very cosplayable, which is something I've mentioned in the past. Is good character design. 
Uh, I think the girls still look weird. <laughs> yes. Uh, next is Yuko Yahiro, uh, with original character designed by Aka Akasaka, and that's Kaguya-sama, Love is War. I don't know why this one's on this list. I can agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. I don't know why this one's on this list. Uh, next nomination, uh, Kayoko uh, Ishikawa, original character design by Migi, and that's Sarazan Mai. Uh, this one, I think, deserves it just as much as Carol on Tuesday, even though the characters look a little bit more uniform in the situation. I think that is more intentional design than it is a, f- a fault, and also the characters transforming into Kappas just looks absolutely fantastic and they all are very distinguished and you can silhouette them and know exactly who they are even in kappa form which is really hard to do so saras on my i think will probably be splitting my vote yes uh and last is takahiku abru with original characters designed by makoto yukimura and that's vinland saga yes uh this one's okay and I also don't know why this one's on this list. Yeah, I can kind of agree to that. Yeah. Like, characters look good, but I can't necessarily say best character design. Yes. Uh, I've already told you guys who I'm voting for this time. That is Sarazan Mai. It's extremely unique and fantastic, and I would cosplay any of these characters. Uh, and I am going to vote for Carol and Tuesday, because like you said, they seem the most real. There's a very large variety of different characters exactly so i I think those are the two best and good luck to both of them yes best score best score so i wish we could go into more detail about this because all of these kind of deserve it honestly uh this is going to be the same problem as best director in my opinion Mm -hmm. so uh hero yuki sawano from attack on titan season three uh i don't need to explain that too much because hero Hiroyuki Sawano because is Sawano. a god. Uh, next is Maki from Carol and Tuesday. I love Maki's score in this, and it speaks for itself because it's a love tribute to music. Uh, Goshina and Yuki uh, Kaijiura from Demon Slayer Kimitsu no Yaiba. Uh, before people bitch about Demon Slayer, it does deserve it, but spread the vote. Yes. Uh, Tatsuya Kato, Hiroaki Tsutsumi and Yuki Kanesaka from Dr. Stone. Uh, Dr. Stone's music was absolutely fantastic. I loved the use of an American singer in the series, and I was surprised to see on this list, but it absolutely deserves it. So, same problem as his best director, honestly. Yes. Uh, next nominee is Yugo Kano from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Golden Wind. Uh, Yugo only made this list because of the goddamn piano. It's fucking iconic. If you love that piano, vote for Yugo. Uh, you deserve it. <laughs> piano. <laughs> the goddamn piano. That goddamn piano. goddamn piano. Yes, you all know the one. And Kevin Penkin from Rising of the Shield Hero. Yeah. Uh, That's the least Japanese name I think we've read. I don't think they're Japanese. All fucking day. Yeah. Uh, the score, the person who did the music for uh, Made in Abyss was also not Japanese, so I would not be surprised if Kevin Penkin is not Japanese. Uh, Rising the Shield Hero had good damn music. Yeah, it did. Uh, I, if you, I ever say anything about Shield Hero is good, you guys know it's good. 
so. <laughs> <laughs> if she says anything better than that was mediocre, mm-hmm. you know it's good. Uh, you guys already know who I'm voting for because I stan him, and that is Sawano from uh, Attack on Titan Season 3. Uh, I just absolutely love the music from Carolyn Tuesday, so that's got my vote. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I'm sorry, we, I do feel like we're rushing this, but we, my phone is going to die. Uh, I don't want this to be a two-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I apologize that we're not going into as much de- depth. Uh, we'll probably tackle it again later because we always do like five or six episodes for the Crunchyroll Awards. <sighs> All right, this one, best fight. Uh, God, again, I wish we could just. Talk of course, about this, this one isn't gonna. No one's gonna be happy. Uh, yeah, but I'm happy with some of the nominations that made this list, particularly this first one. And that is Emperor Crimson versus Metallic, which is stupid. It is King Crimson versus Metallica. Fight me. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Golden Wind. I am so happy this one got nominated because King Crimson versus Metallica was one of the coolest fights I have ever seen. Ever. Fight me. Seriously, fight me. I'm voting for this one. We'll talk about the other categories. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to vote... Emperor Crimson versus Metallic. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so next is Levi versus the Beast Titan. This was Attack on the, Titan Season 3. This was the best Sakuga Attack on Titan Season 3 had to offer us. I am not surprised it made this list, but it wasn't really so much a fight as it was just Levi being Levi. So It wasn't a fight so much it was a massacre. It kind of was. Holy <laughs> shit. Okay, Levi's a badass absolutely uh, but yeah levi. this was not a fight this was levi being levi yes so and then next is yours uh mob vo- versus uh, uh toichiro from mob psycho 100 this was not the best fight from mob psycho 100 you blew it Crunchyroll. yep the best fight from mob psycho 100 was in episode five it was not this fight you blew it Crunchyroll. This is the one time I don't think Mob Psycho 100 deserves to win this. Mm-hmm. That The fight from episode 5 is the only thing that could have competed with our next nominee. You blew it, Crunchyroll. Way to go. Uh, and the next nominee is Tanjiro and Nezuko versus Rui, of course. This one, I think, genuinely deserves to win. Yeah. Um, if if nothing else, like, when, when this episode dropped, I was this close to messaging you and Stefan, and just being like, guys, this is crazy. I love this. This was the perfect episode. This was the best fight. Definitely deserves it if it wins. Yeah. I think that the other Mob Psycho 100 fight would have put, given it a run for its money, but since Crunchyroll blew it, uh, this one's the best fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, next nomination is Thorfinn versus Thorkel in Vinland Saga. This was a cool fight. This was a cool fight. But, yeah, Demon Slayer. Yeah, Demon Slayer. <laughs> Demon Slayer and King Crimson versus Metallica. Yes. So. Uh, and then last is Ushi Wakamaru versus Tiamat in Fate Grand Order, Absolute Demonic Front, Babylonia. We didn't watch this. Didn't watch this, so can't say anything about it. Yeah, so uh, I'm voting JoJo, but honestly... It's between JoJo and Demon Slayer. The only reason I'm picking JoJo is because everybody's going to vote Demon Slayer. So. Um, I'm going to vote Demon Slayer, 
but I am also probably going to toss a few votes over towards Finland Saga. Yeah, I'm also going to toss a few votes towards Demon Slayer later, but King Crimson versus Metallica was just a cool fucking fight. I'm sorry. <laughs> right? It was such a cool fucking fight. All right. Uh, okay, I absolutely hate this next category. I hate this next category, too. Cause... And it's not because it's a bad category. It's just because all of the nominees are absolutely fucking terrible. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. So we're going to go through this pretty fast, and, and we'll is... talk a little bit more about the ones that we actually like. Yes, and that is Best Couple. Uh, yes, so the first was uh, Baki Hanma and Kuzu... Kuzuo? Kozue. Kozue Matsumaru from Baki. I haven't watched Baki. Please I don't hate me, Baki fans. I watched Baki, but considering the rest of the nominees on this list, I don't know if they were an actual couple. I don't either. <laughs> so we'll move on. Uh, and moving on is Kaguya Shinomiya and Miyuki Shirogane from Kaguya-sama. Love if this, this was purely based off of the fireworks episode, I would 100% with this nomination being here because that fireworks episode was the sweetest damn thing I have ever seen in my life. But as a whole, these two are not best couple. The whole bit is that they are actually they, worst couple. The whole couple. bit is they are the worst two people to try to be a couple with yeah they are a sundere falling in love with a sundere again if it was just that fireworks episode that's the cutest damn thing i've ever seen in my life but we're going for the whole season these two are not best couple yes moving on to who i think is best couple mafuyu sato and ritsuka oyama from given and god damn if you did not fall in love with these two you just don't like boy love and that's all I can explain, because these two are fucking perfect. Okay, so I don't like Boy Love, personally, but this was a good series. Mm -hmm. These two are fucking perfect! And, and these two are just adorable together. This is the best example of, like, first love. Yes. So, and it only gets better as the manga continues. So, next is Rayo and Mabu from Sarazan on Mai. It was specifically Rio. Rio. Rio yes. and Mabu. I love these two as well. Uh, these two are a bit more fan service but when you find out their whole backstory, it's hard not to love them. And they are a real couple, and they're married, and let them have love. Yes. Let them be happy. So, yeah. Uh, next is Rika Zonazaki and Shun Amagi from Oh Maidens in Your Savage Season. They are an actual couple. They are an actual couple. I didn't watch much of this show. I'm sorry. I I feel like that one's gonna win, just because of uh, salty fanboys who don't want to vote for Boy Love. Probably. So. Or this <sighs> next one's gonna win. Or yeah, or this next one's gonna win, which also because is weird because I don't think they're a couple. They are a couple. They are. Yeah. Okay. They just didn't have a lot of screen time this season or okay. this year of this season. This is your reading? Oh, is it? Yes. Uh, Emir and Historia. Yeah, their whole story kind of wrapped up in season two. So there was a few flashbacks in season three, but these two didn't really have a lot of screen time. They are a canonical couple, and for some reason, girl love is more accepted than boy love. Uh, I'm not voting for them based purely off the fact that their whole story wrapped up at the end of season two. So. Yes. So, um... I'm going Mafuyu and Oyama. 
I will also be doing that, although I will probably split my vote up and vote for O Maidens in your Savage Season. I think it's the only At least a couple times. I think it's the only category I'm not going to split my vote, except for maybe uh, Ryo and Mabu for one or two. That's fair. Uh, but yeah. Best VA uh, voice actor performance, Japanese. Yes. Um, I feel like we can't really say a whole lot about this because we don't speak Japanese. I think you could still but, like their performances, though. Yeah, you can. Yeah. So, uh, first one is uh, Mamoru Miyano from Sarazamai, played Ryo uh, Niboshi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved his performance. He changed... He had so much range just as this one character, so I I love it. Mm-hmm. Next. Uh, Saori Hayami, from, uh, who played Shinobu Kocho from Demon Slayer. Yes. And then next is Yuichi Nakamura, who was Bruno Bucheriti in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Golden Wind. I want to point out, I have never heard a Japanese person with an Italian accent before. It worked. Okay. It was so damn good. I don't think it was their natural accent, but it was so damn good. That's fair. <laughs> uh, and then Yukino Satsuki from, uh, who was Aimagase from Babylon. Didn't watch Babylon. Nope. Uh, then next category is, or next nominee is Yuko Kaida, who was Isabella in The Promised Neverland. Again, a shit ton of range for this character. I think she did an absolutely fantastic job. And she's also sang. So that's yeah. bonus points. Uh, and last is Yusuke Kobayashi, from who was Senku in Dr. Stone. Yes. Uh, again, a lot of range for one role. So I, I think ultimately this was a really, really good list. I think this is the one where Demon Slayer does not have the obvious win here. Mm-hmm. As much as I love Shinobu's like weird, whispery, gentle talking. Yeah. Uh, I just think the other characters stand out a lot more, in my opinion. Uh, I'm going Mamaru Miyano from Sarazan Mai. I'm a little biased. That's, that's fair. <laughs> uh, I will probably be spreading my vote out, but today's is getting for Senku. Yes. All right. Vote for best voice actor performance in English. Starting with our first nomination, Kyle McCarley. So oh, Mick M- Mick Carley. I think I pronounced that right. I can't remember. Kyle McCarley. Uh, who was Mob from Mob Psycho 100. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I wasn't I, crazy about Kyle's voice. I heard the dub. I wasn't crazy about it. I'm sorry. I, I am going to abstain from this vote because I don't think I watched really any of these in English, except I, maybe one. I did watch a lot of these in English. So so, so my my I'm not voting for this category. Okay. Uh, next is Laura Bailey, who was Toru Honda in Fruits Basket. She changed her voice this time. Like, I watched some of the episodes of Fruits Basket in English. She sounded completely different from the original time she played Toru. Mm-hmm. So Laura Bailey's voice has definitely grown and matured and changed, and I think she might win this award just because she's the probably the biggest name on this list. Yeah, I think so. Uh, next is Erica Mendez, fr- who played Retzko in a Gretzko season two. We did watch this one in English. I do love Erica's performance that in this. That is true. So, yeah. Uh, next is Billy Comets, who is now Fumi in The Rising of the Shield Hero. I didn't watch Rising of the Shield Hero dub. I did not watch that dub either, so I can't say anything. 
Uh, next is Faye, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, Faye Mata, uh, who played Aqua in Konosuba. Uh, my roommate is friends with her. So, <laughs> he, he's known her for a long time. So, I have watched Konosuba in English, and I can honestly say it is just as good in English as it is in Japanese. Konosuba's great. I did vote for Faye uh, with my first vote. I feel a little guilty just because she's an acquaintance of my roommate. That's fair. So, but I don't care. And then finally, Casey Mongillo, who was Shinji in Neon Genesis Evangelion, the Netflix version. We did not watch it. No, we did not. So, that we, yeah. Uh, I am gonna go ahead and toss a coin to my Witcher. Uh, Laura Bailey, I am gonna vote for you, because I love the growth that you've gone through as a voice actor. It's really neat hearing the voice actors you listen to as kids come back to reoccurring roles later, and she just stands out. That's fair. So, next category is Best Comedy. Best Comedy. Uh, starting with our first nomination, Agretzko Season 2. Uh, season 2 almost felt more like a drama than a comedy, funny it, enough. Yeah, I... I didn't find a lot of comedy in season two. It's definitely more of a slice of life now. I think season one hit more of the comedy notes than season two did. Yeah. Uh, and then how heavy are the dumbbells you lift? This show is amazing in every possible way and it deserves it. It's fantastic. It is funny. Uh, next is Isekai Quartet. As funny as the humor is in Isekai Quartet, I feel like this one is a parody series. It's kind of like almost almost doesn't deserve it because it's playing off of other series it's all inside jokes yeah Yeah, so next uh next kaguya-sama love is war this was my personal favorite comedy of the year so i'm definitely gonna be really biased towards it that's fair uh next is my roommate is a cat again i felt this felt more like a slice of life than a comedy so it does have its funny moments, but while well, Slice of Life stew, so yeah, it does not stand out in this category. But I'm glad but, to see it got nominated for but, something. But then again, there's also a lot of dramas that have funny moments, so yeah, yeah. I think I'm glad to see it got nominated for something, but I don't think it's the best comedy. Yes, uh, and then last is Sorrows on My. This one played its uh, drama better than it played its comedy. Yeah. I love Sara's on my for a lot of reasons. Its humor was not what stood out to me. So again, I'm a bit biased in this category, but it was my favorite, and if it's your favorite, you should vote for it. And that is Love is War. That's fair. Uh I am gonna vote for how heavier the dumbbells you left. I knew you would. <laughs> because as much as I do actually enjoy Kaguya Sama, like I just enjoyed dumbbells better. Yeah, which is valid. Uh we hit pause. My thing really is. All right, moving on to the next category. Now we're getting into more the genres. So we're getting close, you guys. We're we're see the light at the end of the tunnel. <sighs> I feel like we're talking like a million miles a second. I'm. Apologize. I know. Like I'm. It's I'm not... sorry that we're speeding this along, but we've already taken quite a bit of time. Yes. So nominees for best fantasy. Uh. The first nomination goes to Ascendance of a Bookworm, which I did not watch because of my isekaiitis. I watched the first episode, and it looked 
absolutely wholesome, and I do want to get back to it. So, so there we go. Uh, next is Astro Lost in Space. We did not watch. We didn't we, even know it existed. We we didn't watch this, but at the same time, it has space in its name, so I don't know if it should fit in fantasy. Uh, Star Wars is a fantasy. Okay, that's fair. So, uh, moving on to the but, next... But Star Wars also has space wizards. Yeah. Astro Lost in Space might. Fair. Uh, moving on to the next... Uh, nominee Attack on Titan Season 3. This one speaks for itself. Yes. Uh, and then Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, again, uh, was something that speaks for itself. Yeah, I don't think that... I think if it D- Demon Slayer deserves to lose any category, it's this one. Yes. I don't think it was the best fantasy. I can agree. Uh, next one is Sarazan Mai, Studio Mappa. Sarazan Mai fits better here than it did in comedy. Yeah. 100%. And last is The Promised Neverland. Yes, which is a horror fantasy. So it's whimsical. And mm-hmm. uh, it's it's between Sadazamai and The Promised Neverland for me, honestly. Uh, I'm voting Promised Neverland. I'm going Sadazamai. Way to just change it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, and now for best we're prep. we're almost to the end. We've got three more categories, yes. guys. So uh, our nominees for best drama, starting with Babylon. We did not watch. Babylon. Didn't watch Babylon. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Babylon fans. I'm sorry. <laughs> for for reals. Uh, and Carolyn Tuesday. Carolyn Tuesday, which I love that this made best drama. Honestly. Yeah. So, uh, following the next. Uh, Fruits Basket, which, uh, I think by the end of it, it felt very dramatic, so. It, it doesn't feel like a drama at first. Yeah, it does hit that drama by the end. Uh, not as much as our next nominee. Uh, you mean Stars Align? Yes, uh, this was just drama from start to finish. I loved it, Tyler didn't like it, and that's how you know it's a good drama. I am not into the dramas very much. Yep. I will 100% admit that. That's how you know something's a good drama is if I love it and Tyler hates it. That's that's the standard for best drama. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, our next nominee is The Promised Neverland, which, again, got two nominations for two different genres. Uh, I think it's more of a fantasy than a drama, at least this first season. Mm-hmm. So, it's mostly a horror, you guys. Yeah. Uh, next season, we'll be cranking up the drama, so... Cranking it up to 11? Yeah, it's it's a good nominee for this list, but not the best one on this list. Yes. Uh, and then last is Vinland Saga. Vinland Saga is a fantastic drama that Tyler actually does like, so I'm pretty sure I know which one he's voting for on this list. Uh, I'm gonna throw in my vote for stars align because stars align i'm happy it just got recognition honestly and it's such an important series i'm gonna throw it all out the window and go for babylon no i'm kidding it's <laughs> it's, it's gonna be vinland saga i knew it was gonna be vinland saga for you it makes it's not a bad choice honestly but i i love when my niche series get attention so but that's fair uh, best opening sequence. This is one that I wish we had more time to talk about. 
Yes, because... Although I don't think the best OP of the year even got nominated. What do you think is best OP of the year? I'll have to think about it, but I know it's not any of these. <laughs> okay. Uh, starting with one that was pretty cute. Uh, Kiss Me uh, by NyBRXX and Selena On. Uh, from Carol and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I liked this OP. Unfortunately, we didn't get to watch it very much because Netflix automatically Decides skips to, to skip the OP. To the, yeah. Doesn't even give us the choice. It just skips it. <laughs> right. Uh, next is Kawaki wo Ameku by Minami. And that's Domestic Girlfriend. I didn't even watch That's That's the song. Yeah. Uh, I did watch this OP, but I'm a little biased because I didn't watch Domestic Girlfriend. I'm a little biased. Because I really love this OP. Yeah. Like, I I said it while we were in our hotel room in a, at ALA. Mm-hmm. I did whether, watch it. Whether you like the anime or not, it is a good OP. It is a good OP. It's not my favorite one on this list. That's fair. Uh, the next one is Inferno by Mrs. Green Apple. And that is from Fire Force. Uh, written by Hideyuki Morioka, not Mrs. Greenapple. <laughs> uh, Inferno was absolutely fantastic. I thought that the second OP was going to be better. Uh, Inferno, not as good of a song, but better OP yeah. as a whole, honestly. And then uh, 99.9 by Mob Choir featuring Sajo Nohana. Uh, with Yoshimichi Kameda from Mob Psycho 100. Uh, yeah, 99.9 was better than the original 99 by Mob Choir, so I'm not surprised this made the list. Mob Psycho 100 took everything that made Season 1 great and cranked it up a thousandfold for Season 2. This OP was incredible, so yeah. I would not be surprised if it runs with this. Uh, next nomination is Touch Off by Uverworlds from Kazuyaki Shimada from The Promised Neverland. I love this song. I love this OP. I think this is who got my vote last time, if I remember correctly. It is, other than Mob, it's my favorite OP on this list. Okay. And last is... Good luck. M- <laughs> Mukanjio by Survive Said the Prophet. With uh, Takehiko Aburu from Vinland Saga. I'm happy to see how much Vinland Saga got nominated for. I am too. I thought it was going to be a kind of under the radar mm-hmm. series. Like, I didn't think it would be as popular as it is. This OP was fantastic too, mm-hmm. also. So, uh... so, so, just to mention it, because we didn't mention it yet, best opening sequence mentions the whole opening. Sequence. Like, like visuals matching with music like everything it's not just the song it's the whole package and i have had to explain this to someone already because they were like well why didn't this series get it i loved this song and i i did have to explain that it's it's not just the song it's not just the song Uh, it's the entire package you guys so make sure if you have not watched the series go at least watch the op and watch it open-mindedly because all of these OPs are great. I don't think any of them are my favorite OP of the year, but I do like this category. Uh, I am going to uh, throw my vote to Touch Off by Uverworld for The Promised Neverland, although 
I'm going to be splitting that between that Mob Psycho. It's probably going to be another 70-30, honestly. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I'm going to split mine up, but for now it's getting Domestic Girlfriend because, like I said, I really love this OP. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's going to be the black sheep of this I'm, category. I'm sure I'm going to go through and watch all of these OPs side by side and then judge them individually. Yeah. But for now, that's that's my vote. Do you want to know what my favorite OP of the year was? What? Dororo. Fair. That was a good OP. That was my favorite OP of the year. That was a fantastic one. I still watch it from time to time. So, moving on to best ED. Again, this is ending sequence, not just song. Uh, This one I actually had to watch on YouTube because Netflix made a skip it, and that is Hold Me Now by Nye, BRXX, and Selena Ann from Yoshiyuki Ito, and that is Carol and Tuesday. We literally didn't get to watch this at all. I have listened to the song on Spotify, and mm-hmm. I love the song. Uh, but yeah, I literally had to go watch this one on YouTube, just for comparison. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Sayonara Goko by Amazarashi with mm-hmm. Osamu Kobayashi, and that's from Doro. This was my favorite ED of the year, and I said it back when we did our nominations. Actually, it's not my favorite ED of the year. But it was my nomination for Best ED of the Year. Yes. Uh, my favorite ED of the Year is on this list, but we'll get to that. Uh, the next nomination is Veil by Kena Suda from Taiki Kono, and that's Fire Force. I didn't like this ED. I wasn't a big fan of the Fire Force endings. Yeah, I wasn't either. Like, they weren't... The song I, I, I was... didn't think they were terrible, but they just weren't great. Yeah, it, it seems like a weird choice, honestly. Yeah. Uh, this one is, got made it because of the memes. It really did. And and this one is Chikato Chika Chika by Konami Kohara uh, and Naoya Nakayama, Kaguya-sama Love is War. I love the CD a lot. And I think the animation in it was the entire budget of the show. But this one made it because of the meme. Yeah. So. It's it, it's a good ending, but again, it shows up like once throughout the entire series. It's, it's not, not even the true ED. It's not the true ED. Yeah. And it's it was it was a meme. Yeah. Uh our next nomination is the best ED of the year, and that is Stand By Me by the Peggies and Kayoko uh Kayoko Ishikawa from Sarazan Mai. I do not even need to explain to you guys why this is the best ED. Although I wish I could. I could do an entire TED Talk on why this is the best ED. <laughs> uh, the person who did this ED, uh, you're who I want to be when I grow up. This ED was so beautiful. Uh, I could honestly just never stop watching it. As much as I love the Dororo ED, I don't think my vote's going to be split. I think I'm throwing all of my votes into Sarah's on my for this category. That's fair. And last is Torches by Aimer uh, and Toshiyuki Yamashita from Vinland Saga. Yes. Uh, I like this ED. It's, it's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, but yeah, Sara's on my Stand By Me by the Peggies. <sighs> God damn, was that a good ED. <laughs> uh, Even the lighting! They did all the lighting and, like, the water reflections. They could have absolutely just chosen a day when there was no water on the ground to film all the sequences. They did not need to go as hard as they did for that ED, and they did, and I appreciate it. Goddamn, uh, best ED of the year. 
Again, I love the Dororo one, but Sara's on my, you went above and beyond. Yeah. So, so you're obviously voting Sara's on my. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be voting for Dororo. Yeah. But I'm probably going to split my vote between probably that and Sara's on my, so. Yeah, which is fair, because I, I do love the Dororo ED, honestly. Uh, so. And thank you for voting. That's Yes, thank that's, you for voting. That's, that's, that's it. That's our whole list. Uh, yes, there's, I do want to talk more about some of these later, but again, we're probably going to be doing more than one episode for this particular award show, because we always do. Yeah. Uh, also, let us know if you guys want us to do a, uh, reaction video for the award show, because we could probably make that happen. Yeah. I don't know which platform we'll do it on, but we we might be able to make that happen if you guys are interested. Let, in... let, let us know. Uh, we'll figure it out. You can send us a message on... Once the Twitter's up. Once the or, Twitter's up. Or... There is something that is available. If you are on Discord, uh, make sure you guys join the Cracked Brain Discord because there is an entire section now dedicated to the Kawaii cast. And oh, you, is, is that section up? That section is up. Oh, sweet. Let's do yes. that. So if you guys join the Discord, seriously, just go through... Is it Cracked Brain or The Cracked Brain on Discord? Uh, that is a good question. Let me look it up super fast. It is just Cracked Brain. Yeah, so search for Cracked Brain on the Discord... Uh, make sure you guys join that because that will be the easiest way to talk to us directly. And honestly, Discord's just easy to use. So I've been using it a lot. Uh, I'm going to be living on Discord for the next week, dealing with my post-con depression. Uh, I will <laughs> not make you depressed on Discord, I promise. Uh, I am going to have to deal with her depression, so... Talk to Tyler on Discord. Talk to Tyler on Discord. Yeah, so... Uh, let us know who you guys are voting for. Let us know if uh, Babylon was good. <laughs> so apparently, we didn't fucking watch. Uh, apparently, it got some recognition in the Crunchyroll Awards, but we wouldn't fucking know how good it is because it flew under our radar. It absolutely did. Talk to us about Babylon. So <laughs> educate us. Uh, I'm so sorry, Babylon fans. I, I for reals, I feel bad because like every it's gotten. Nominated for so many things. It's obviously good. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. Just be smart about your votes, or just spam your favorites. We don't give a shit. Spam your favorites. Um, uh, go y- vote. You can take our recommendation and try not to make it the Demon Slayer Awards, or just vote every single category Demon Slayer out of spite. <sighs> Fuck you. Create your own write-in votes and vote or write in Demon Slayer for the ones that didn't get nominated to Demon Slayer. <laughs> With that, we're going to go ahead note, and end this episode. Yes. Thank you guys for joining us for almost two hours. We love and appreciate you, and we will see you guys later. Thanks for guys listening, later. guys. Bye. Bye.